Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk! Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan. Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I am Luke Owen, and I'm joined for the last time, not only this year, but also this decade, by Chop Chop Choppy Wop Wop Pete Quinnell. <laughs> that sounded mildly racist. <laughs> oh no, not again! <laughs> hey, Chop, it's Chopper Pete Quinnell. Hi, how's it going? I'm very warm. Mate. Oh my, yeah, I've just seen the state of that I know, microphone. It's dis- Disgusting, isn't it? That that was you. Wasn't that was it? me when I spat out my drink on the Christmas special. I know it's horrible. Also, this desk is not clean. I'm just saying, it's not been cleaned yet. This studio is a right state. <laughs> it's awful, it's, isn't it's it? It's not been touched. In fact, we've still got tinsel and like Santa yeah, hats just lying around everywhere. God, that's a Xandermania T-shirt down there. I know. Oh, God. But anyway, how was your Christmas? It was really good, mate. Yeah, really, really good. Because um, I got to got to go to my parents for the first time in what we worked out was five years. Wow. I haven't been able to spend it with my parents. So now, finally. And one of them, because I thought it was always because of my job or my circumstances, I realized one of them, my parents were in bloody Fiji. Oh, selfish. Yeah. <laughs> so, so, so now, yeah, finally got to spend uh, Christmas with my parents, which is great. Um I mentioned on the on the SmackDown podcast as well. It was really nice seeing my uh, my nan have a good time because uh, she's got um, dementia, unfortunately. Yeah. But it was really nice to see her smile and having a good time. So. Good. Yeah, it was great. How about yours? Yeah, it was very lovely, very quiet. Mm. Uh, drove up to Herefordshire to go see my folks. Mm. Um, we left later than we planned on the Monday which meant by the time we actually got to Hereford, it was dark. Mm. And I've got to go through lots of twisty, windy country roads yeah. where there are no lights. And it was persisting down with rain. Oh, God, it's even worse. It was quite scary. Yeah, no kidding. And then I had to navigate my parents' ginormous hill. which uh, <laughs> is it, I mean, you have to go up it in first gear. And yeah, it, yeah, and because we had all the presents and stuff in the back, like the back of the car was way down even further. <laughs> it's not that strong of a car as it is, um, so it was a bit of a bit of a struggle to get up. But yeah. we had a, a lovely little time there with my folks, uh, and then went down to my in-laws a couple of the, the day after Boxing Day, mm-hmm. and I've, I've just kind of sat around a lot. Yeah, sat around, watched a lot of films, ate a lot of food. 
had a lot of drink. Yeah. Kind of looking forward to a January detox. Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah. Big I, time. I feel like I've... So we uh, uh, we were watching uh, a couple of episodes of How to Get Away with Murder. Mm-hmm. Uh, my wife and I, when everyone else had gone to bed the other night, and uh, my sister-in-law and her boyfriend have just got back from Thailand, mm-hmm. and they brought us back some Thai rum. Oh, that sounds good. And I'm not a big rum drinker, yeah. but I very much enjoyed this rum. Mm-hmm. I had two glasses of it, and I felt very sleepy. <laughs> 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 so I, said, I was like, I'm not going to make it through another episode if I have another one of those. Can I have a gin and tonic? So I had a G&T. But then like, I was just like, all I'm doing is I'm just drinking now. Yeah. Like, And it's, you know, it's a Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> was it? I can't remember. It was a Thursday. It might have been a Saturday. I don't know what day it was. Yeah. So I lost all track of days. Totally. And I was like, I, I just, I'm looking forward to stopping drinking. Yeah. To be honest. And that was the same for me. I had a, uh, I had a friend's Christmas, uh, mm-hmm. which we did uh, on Sunday. Yeah, um, which is the first friend's Christmas I've actually done ever. Wow! So yeah, it was a. It's always it was, a lovely way to spend. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was a really good time. Uh, and a couple of my friends, we had um, um, my lady partner and uh, another female friend of ours did all the cooking, and all the men had to do the washing up afterwards. <laughs> so there were four of us in a very small kitchen <laughs> and just trying to come up with drinking games and games to do while we were doing the washing up. It was you know, it was it was a really nice time, but. I drank a lot that day. Good God, because we started at about 11 a.m. And we went till about 2 a.m., I want to say. So it was a big day. It was a, it was a big day. It's a big so day. Yesterday, I was not quite myself. Oh, um, but, mate. Uh, yes, I uh, very much looking forward to a detox now. So, yeah, for, for tonight, for New Year's, I am not drinking. Because <laughs> no, screw you, that. You said just before we came in here that you're not doing anything for New Year's. No, uh, we were... we. Me and my lady partner were planning to host like a, a small thing. We'll get some people over play some games maybe have some like snacky party food mm-hmm. maybe one or two drinks nothing major but we'll just have a nice little time and we mess our friends but if anyone wants to come over feel free to we'll probably have this that and the other and they're like you know what i'm just feeling really sleepy don't know whether i want to do anything we're like totally fair yeah <laughs> we're just gonna do the same probably just have a pizza that's <laughs> about it yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. It's the worst idea in the world to be yeah. like me and my wife have got to drive down to brighton Oof. Uh, and I'm looking forward to it because I, I get to see my friends and that's going to mm-hmm. be lovely and I love hanging out with them. But I've also got to drive to Brighton. Yeah. And that also means I've got to drive back to London <laughs> tomorrow on New Year's Day. That's true, yeah. And kind of what I really just want to do is go home and just hang out with my wife mm-hmm. and just sit on the sofa, watch some crap films, mm-hmm. have a couple of drinks, watch the fireworks and go to bed. Yeah. It's kind of really what I'm in the mood to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to have that option. <laughs> Someone tells me it might be a little bit late for that option uh, to come around. It might be, yeah. It's also why we're going slightly earlier. Uh, we're yeah. going live a little bit earlier, I should say, on yes. the old YouTube channel because I've got to drive to Brighton. Yeah. I've got to get there because we're having sit-down dinner at eight. Oh, God. So I've got to make sure I... Can't oh, wait God. Drive all the way there. <laughs> all right, well, let's, let's do a, a quick email uh, before we get into it. Oh, this one might be of interest to you. Mm. Uh, this actually was sent to you originally, but then it has been forwarded on to me by uh, Matthew Perry. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, in in refer- a reference to Randy Orton in my veins. Oh, God, yes. Which uh, is something that stemmed from uh, your SmackDown review with Dave. Correct. Where Randy Orton's Titantron just says, in my veins, mm-hmm. which I agree is nonsense <laughs> because he's a viper. <laughs> what is in your veins, or an Randy? A- an apex predator. 
<laughs> not now to do with in my veins. But anyway, Matthew says, uh, I've heard you guys mention how you do not understand ra uh, why Randy Orton has in my veins on his Titantron. I'd like to offer some insight on the subject. Randy has had several merchandise pieces with the line Venom mm. in my veins marketed. Uh, obviously a play on the Viper aspect of his character. Granted, this merchandise dates back to 2015, so it appears they've just kept the end part of this line as a callback and attached some photos of the merchandise. I would imagine when you say that they've kept it there as a callback, what you mean is they just haven't changed it. <laughs> <laughs> it's been there since 2015, and they just haven't changed it. Uh, I do believe I did actually read this email out, maybe, <gasps> on a SmackDown, maybe, perhaps. But that means Matthew Perry did not listen to that podcast, and it's just forwarded it on their email. And it's just forwarded, to, forwarded it to you, yeah. But I did, I'm pretty sure I did read it out, because I remember seeing those photos mm. uh, of the venom in my veins. But the thing is, it says venom on the front. And in my veins on the back. On the back, yes. So it's still just in my veins by itself, <laughs> really. <laughs> it doesn't really make it any better. You're absolutely right, yeah, really, because it doesn't say that this is venom in my veins. It just says venom. But in my veins. Blank. <laughs> and comma, the, comma, in my veins. <laughs> whatever's just written on his Titan <laughs> Uh, so I'm, I'm not uh, I'm not fully accepting that as a as a reason. No, it's just bad. It's just it's just bad. Yeah. Um, right. Well, let's get into the main portion of this show where we're going to be talking about mm -hmm. what could end up being a very divisive subject. Totally. Because we're talking about the very bonkers, very silly Lana Lashley wedding that ended off Raw and ended off a decade of Raw. Yes, it did. Oh my god. Here is the show. It was a bonkers start to this show, and it was a bonkers end to Raw, oh, because God. we had the highly anticipated uh, Lana and Bobby Lashley wedding. This is a storyline that I feel like has been going on now for... Ever. I mean, well, forever. It's definitely yeah. been months, right? Like, when, oh, did, yeah. when did Rusev and Lana come back? Uh, so Rusev came back during the Mike and Maria stuff because he was Maria's the the father of Maria's kid, but also not. That's right. I don't and know then when Lana that was. came back shortly thereafter. Yeah. So it, it it feels like these two have been feuding for ages because they were meant to have a match at Survivor Series, but that got bumped yeah. because the Survivor Series card was so stacked, mm -hmm. so it got pushed back to TLC. But even that match at Survivor Series felt like it was like months overdue. Yeah, totally. So that's been probably since like September. They've I been doing say. this for a long, long time. Yeah. And this is what it was building up to. And it's an angle that I, I think has been very divisive. Um, totally. amongst wrestling fans I don't think everyone's been getting on with it I certainly haven't really been enjoying it it's not how I would want to be using Rusev it's mm -hmm. but you know as we've said on the show before I've, I've said multiple times I'm going to Dave Meltzer this situation it got over yeah. and it, it got massively over it is it's the most over Rusev has felt in a long long time yeah so I can't fault them for making this work yeah which is unfortunate, because you really want to fault them for making a terrible story. But if it's working, it's working, I guess. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, I, I, I'm not doing this as a, uh, as a little plug. I'm currently working on hashtag other projects in Oof. my spare time. Okay, uh, right. I'm starting a podcast. Well, I'm launching a new podcast next year with Ooh. a friend of mine, uh, reviewing every episode of the classic 90s video game quiz show, Games Master. <laughs> okay. And in one of the early episodes, it's episode seven, I believe, mm -hmm. one of the challenges, the celebrity challenge, they played WWF um, WrestleMania 
on the NES. Right. And it's this little kid versus Kendo Nagasaki. And mm-hmm. it's wonderful because he's got this great sort of like, you know, comparison between this tiny child mm-hmm. and Kendo Nagasaki, who was like yeah. in his late 50s by that point, still in all the get up. Nice. But Games Master introduces that uh, challenge, calling it the muscle and hyperbole of the World Wrestling Federation. And that really stuck with me while I was watching this segment mm-hmm. because this segment was bonkers. It was stupid. It went too long. It was Way overbooked. It never ended. It was kind of boring at times definitely but i kind of loved it because it was all the muscle and hyperbole of the world wrestling federation it was so dumb and i'm not going to get into the like well, we will get into the um the the the, lesb- the lgbtq stuff because mm-hmm. that is very problematic correct we'll get it but we'll get god this desk is horrendous it's, isn't it's it it's terrible it has not been cleaned since christmas special yeah go watch that christmas special by the way it's, it's a big one it's a great video um <laughs> so i did kind of i got a bit of a kick out of how dumb the whole thing was and i laughed a lot and i think it's down to lana i think lana has like while i don't think bobby and rusev are really into this rusev looks like he's given up yeah but lana's really thrown herself into this storyline and i think she is the one that is driving this forwards in terms of my enjoyment of it right (laughs) not saying she's good so that's one way to look at it. Yes. Uh, I'm, in, I'm very interested because you and I haven't talked about this yet. No, we haven't. And it's been uh, very divisive online. But totally. I'm, I'm, in, I'm interested to see what you think. Um, I would agree with you with all your original points about it. It was too long. It was kind of boring at times. It was dumb. It was stupid. Overbooked. And that made me not like it. And I, I really, really didn't like it. Um, at, there was a couple of points where it got a chuckle out of me, like when Lana was trying to shut down the what chance, <laughs> yeah. or when... It should be what? It, it should be who? It should be who? And the who is me? Lana! Which is... L-A-N-A! Lana, Lana, Lana! Which is like, that was a good line. That's a funny little thing. But this went on for bloody ages. Jesus Christ! And then there were three different people came out and Rusev came out of a cake, which makes no sense because Rusev said he wanted them to get married and he didn't have to pay alimony. So nothing yep. really makes sense on it at all. I think he just wanted to ruin their big day. He didn't want to stop sure. the wedding. He just wanted to ruin the day. Sure. Let's go with that. Uh, yeah, there was just a lot of it that... I mean, I didn't, re- I didn't really get on with the story, as we've already said. We didn't, I didn't really get on with the story as it was. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this kind of epitomized everything that was wrong with the story in the first place way overbooked way drawn out it was just a bit of a mess is what i'd call it someone has just left a comment in our chat uh, that's held for review because it's got a swear word in it but he's Mm -hmm. just written it was effing ridiculous yes it was and that is a perfect way to sum this up because this segment it's it started off so normal like as a normal like wrestling wedding but i did love uh bobby lashley getting married with no shirt on (laughs) but still wearing a waistcoat just a waistcoat that Love really it. made me laugh. I mean, in fairness, he saw Ollie in my music video punishment. <laughs> and I just wanted to copy his style, I think. So There's a giant cake in the ring somewhere. You know someone's going to be in it. I was gonna, well, either that or Vicky Rare is going to appear from nowhere to be put <laughs> through it. <laughs> and they don't have any guests because they don't have any friends. Mm. Lana is introduced as the ravishing Russian for reasons, I guess. Um she doesn't have any bridesmaids. And, and they do a very standard sort of officiating thing. There's a guy in there being like, you know, bah, 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 wedding, 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 wedding. And then he mentions kids. And that was when Lana funny, like she suddenly picked into character where I was like, oh, don't mention kids. I don't want any monsters coming out of me. Blah, blah, blah. All very standard stuff. 
uh, you know, this isn't about Rusev. It's about Lana. Mm -hmm. She kept cutting him off. She said that uh, Bobby, La it's the luckiest day of Bobby Lashley's life, or it's the best day of his life because he gets to marry me. I've allowed him to marry me. I've, you know, I've written your vows. Mm -hmm. Like you, uh, hours have been spent on me writing your vows. Very, yeah. very funny stuff. Like you know, but it's all standard stuff. Yes. And then we get to the point where it says. Is there any man or woman here present who objects to this wedding? And I'm sitting there thinking, like, Rusev. Rusev. Rusev is going to come out and cause a scene. Yeah. But no. This lad comes out. Mm. This, uh, this random lad. And uh, he said that he was Lana's first husband. They got married at 18. Mm -hmm. And she left me for that son of a bitch Rusev. And she left that son of a bitch for this son of a bitch. Mm -hmm. And she'll leave this son of a bitch for another son of a bitch. Yeah. And then Lashley beats him up. I was like, just <laughs> delivered like a little choke slam spine bust thing. Bonk. But and then like shoved him into the corner, which knocked over this little like col like Colosseum thing with some flowers on it. I loved Lana going up and picking it back up. But <laughs> <laughs> that really made me laugh. I was like, huh, well that was random. Yeah. So then the weird. guy so the guy tries it again, and a woman comes out. <laughs> like, I object. I married Lashley years ago when we were kids. Like, I you know, I met uh, him in the military. And it was a lovely day, and I'm like, where's this going? Lana just slaps her, and she falls <laughs> on the... Never seen again. These two are never seen again. <laughs> These two are never seen again. I'm like, God, that was, that was random. Yeah. But, you know, it's the rule of three. So we totally. have these two, and now we get Rusev. But we didn't get Rusev. No, we did not. Who did we get, Pete? We got the <laughs> newly made over Liv Morgan. What? <laughs> what? Why? And this is where it turned a corner for me. Yeah, totally. Because this is, and, I, and I'll tell you for why. I've not been into the whole Liv Morgan repackaging mm -hmm. thing. I've never bought into this idea she's going to be Sister Abigail. I don't know yeah, where no, this no, comes no, from. No, I've never bought into this. I'm just like, oh, it's, you know, they're just doing a generic pretty blonde gimmick. Mm -hmm. It's Emelina. It's, it's, it's what they wanted to do. It's Vince McMahon's dream gimmick that he's wanted to do for years. Yeah. And he's finally doing it with Liv Morgan. I, that's all I ever saw this as. So when she showed up in this segment, I was like, well, that was a twist I did not see coming. And, okay, I guess she's part of this story right now. <laughs> Why not, say? Eh? Why not have her part of this segment? Like, yeah, she may as well be. Yeah. See, this is where it turned a corner for you. It turned a corner for me, and I was like, oh, for God's sake. <laughs> Oh, I'll be honest Jesus. with you though I wrote down in my notes Liv Morgan comes out and then I stopped because the crowd didn't react not at all yeah. and so I was like is it Liv Morgan? <laughs> you'd think the crowd would maybe recognise her yeah I, I, I didn't know and then I was like do I recognise her? have yeah. I just assumed that she's a generic blonde ergo she must be Liv Morgan? I didn't really know because yeah. she had the thing earlier like she had a promo earlier in the night one mm -hmm. of her video package things saying it's to be continued mm -hmm. so it was just like okay fine Liv Morgan's here. But this was one of my favorite parts of the segment for all the wrong reasons. Because it took the crowd so long to work out what she was saying. Yep. Because she spent an inordinate amount of time playing the pronoun game. Totally. Of like, Massively. The, the love of my life is standing in that ring. They were a shoulder <laughs> to crown when I first came here. They are the love. They are the person that I'm in love with. They are the person. And this crowd are like, God, I don't know who she's talking about. <laughs> Morons. Or I think a lot of them were just like, oh, you know, Lashley, I guess. Well, yeah, and then it was like, and then Lashley goes, I never laid a finger on her. And she goes, I'm not here for you. And all of a sudden the crowd like, oh, what? And I was like, you dumb mother effers. Of course it's about Lana. Yeah, of course it is. It's Paul Heyman booked this. Of exactly. Course. Yeah. Yeah, that, that is what I would say. This is the most Paul Heyman booked wrestling mm -hmm. wedding. Yeah. So, yeah, Lana and uh, Liv Morgan are gay lovers 
there you go, folks. That's and it, it was done. And this this was the the thing I really didn't like about this. Yeah, segment. me too, hundred percent. And this was total Paul Heyman shock tactic booking that worked in 1996 but doesn't really hold up in 2019. Nearly 2020. Nearly 2020. But he's yeah. just like, oh, no, but if you say they're lesbians, the lads will go, why, why lesbians, why birds kissing, why lads, 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 Yeah, exactly. But the crowd did react that way. They got the crowd pop that they wanted. I thought it was a very yep. cheap pop. It was Massively. a very, very cheap pop. And... Lana and her have a cat fight. Paul Heyman's fingerprints are all over this. Like, cat fight and stuff. And then Rusev bursts out of the cake. <laughs> like King Kong bursting out of the Like ground. you it's needed like, anything else. I, in I this know, segment. right? But, like, he's been in that cake this whole time. It looked like he struggled to get out of it as well. He like, did, yeah. Whoa. The top kind of supposed to blow off, and he kind of hit it, and then the crowd popped, and then the camera pans to it, and then there's still just the cake <laughs> there. It's like, what are they reacting to? And then you just see the, the top kind of. <laughs> There you go. And then Off a it goes. big brawl breaks out. Uh, Lashley gets thrown out the ring, I think. And Lana's face... Probably gets, some cake somewhere. Uh, and Lana's face gets pushed into the cake. Yeah. And she screams like, Lana Day is screaming. It was a very, very silly segment. But then Liv Morgan got took away. And then after Rusev started beating up those two, Liv Morgan came back. And then it was those two beating up both Lana and Lashley. So is Liv Morgan... Playing mind games with well, Lana. So I'm no. I think. I mean, I'm, I mean, I don't know. But I'm, my guessing is that they are now both jilted lovers of Lana. Sure. And you, and you lead to the intergender tag match at yep. Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. Um, we have Lashley and Lana versus Rusev and Liv, the jilted ex-lovers of Lana, <laughs> taking be, on Lana. Tag name. That's gonna be their tag name. That's gonna be their tag name. <laughs> <laughs> the J E L. The gel. <laughs> so, yeah. So uh, that that's where I'm guessing this is going. We're going to do a mixed tag yeah, at, at, at Royal Rumble. Mm. But yeah, actually, going by this, they'll wait till WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, they totally will. Because they could do. Because you could enter both of them into their rep- like their respective Royal Rumble matches. Yeah. And then have each other eliminate each other, do mm-hmm. something through uh, the most important show, Fast Lane, and through Elimination Chamber, and into WrestleMania, and do the big intergender match at WrestleMania. It's always a chance they yeah. they could push it back that far. Um, I don't think a lot of people are particularly happy that lives in this storyline. No, but you know, as I said, like someone said to me today, it was like I would have thought they brought her back into a prominent storyline, and I'm like, yeah. they did. It's the second biggest story on Raw. Like she's effectively she's now in the the main event. Yeah, I guess so. Which is like it's it's good that Liv is getting a push. I think it's a terrible idea to have the lesbian storyline be mixed in with this kind of soap opera. Rusev, Lana, Lashley, love triangle weirdness because it kind of really just says like, oh, and lesbians are part of that too. You know, that soap opera lesbian stuff. Exactly. And it's like you said earlier, it's like the 90s, kind of the HLA kind of stuff that they used to do. And it's, it's not, it's very damaging for the perception of people like that mm-hmm. and i don't think the lgbt community would be very happy about it it's a very it's a boomer booked angle totally um okay boomer yeah okay boomer and it, and it really does feel like that because i've seen like i think it was joey ryan um posted on twitter like this is why wwe can't get younger viewers totally because the younger viewers that they're trying to attract are watching this being like nah, this is this feels a bit dated now mm-hmm. this feels very 1990s and it's not that cool anymore yeah. and it really sucks when 
three years ago, Stephanie McMahon uh, did that interview where she was like, yeah, we're going to do seriously told LGBTQ stories in, in WWE because we've mm-hmm. never done those before. We've never taken it seriously. We've always yes. done it as a joke. So we're going to take it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I think it's in your news today. It that, is. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll let you take this. It was in your news. Yeah, it was in my news that, uh, yeah. So Steph said that in an interview in 2016 saying they want to have more LGBT storylines and stuff. And obviously they have an openly lesbian wrestler in Sonya Deville over on SmackDown. Who's great. Who's awesome. And she and Mandy Rose have been pitching pretty incessantly to do a LGBT storyline including them two, yeah. including a genuine real-life lesbian, which would be delicately told. And obviously, you know, you would assume Sonya would have a lot of say in it and make sure it was told in the right way. Uh, they haven't done that. There was a moment they had on a SmackDown episode that seemed to suggest that was a tiny little tease of the direction they were going, which was completely dropped and, and never mentioned again and edited out of the YouTube version of that segment and all that stuff. Um, and then they've done this instead, which is a bit, kind of a bit of a uh, a spit in the face a little bit isn't it it's again making it into a joke exactly yeah. and it, and it's and it's not cool and as i said like it, as as much as i was sports entertained by this segment mm. because it was just so stupid yeah um it's not cool and I, that was the bit I really didn't like about Just like it. Seth Rollins. It's uh, not cool. <laughs> it's not cool. Mm. Like, I like this in a way that I would like a trashy movie. Like, I love yeah. The Devil's Advocate. It's a bad movie. But, and I, but I like it because Keanu Reeves is awful in it. Yeah. And, and it's Al Pacino being at his most Al Pacino. Yeah. But I don't look at Devil's Advocate and be like, well, that's an excellently well-told story about the devil and lawyers. Yeah. In the same way that I didn't look at this being like, well, that was a delicately told story about weddings and, and love triangles. No, it was dumb soap opera nonsense. Mm. But I don't think it was the best way to... I, it's... I don't know, man. It left a bit of a sad taste in my mouth as much, as, as, yeah. much as I was sports entertained by the nonsense. Exactly, yeah. And and I think it's... it's a, if you take aside the lesbian storyline that they're going with as well it's just not the best return for Liv morgan either it's very out of nowhere. Wh- wh- while it's you know a big story that they've got a lot of focus on it's a soap opera nothing angle where she's now f- four- fifth fourth wheel <laughs> in this story because there's that's, all that's the more important car, people that. are already in it like it, it just no, a I, weird I, return. I get what her. you're saying, but like, I, I to look at the, the positive side of things, she has been brought back in. Like, cause what what else are you going to do? Just bring her back and have her do squash matches for weeks on end? Well, we're getting that with Don't Drew that. and Eric Rowan and the Viking Raiders. Like, at least she's been brought back into a story. Yeah. So there at least is something there. Um, so to, to, to try and look at it from a positive aspect, she was brought back into the second biggest story on yep. this brand, particularly because our WWE champion is nowhere to be seen. Yep. So like she like she's effectively second behind Seth Rollins and AOP and Rey Mysterio and Kevin Owens. Like, you know, her storyline feels feels way bigger than Becky Asker. That's true. You know, this has yeah. been like a really prominently told story on the show. Yeah. So But if it's a bad story, that's probably makes it worse. But <laughs> it's a story that's getting over. I know, yeah. So I and I and I I agree with you, and I'm I'm certainly not gonna say that you're wrong, that it is a badly told story. Mm. But it has been a story that has for whatever reason got massively over with this. I mean, I don't want to feel like I'm painting with a broad stroke here. Mm-hmm. American audience. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, Danger Louis Dangle put on the Wrestle Talk staff Discord server in the unpopular opinions thread that we've got on that server. I love that wedding. And then Randy, Randy Andy Datsun came in, all guns blazing, and just went, You're the problem. <laughs> just 
so, this is why they keep doing it. It was awful. Randy messaged me on WhatsApp separately as well. I was like, I really hope you hated that segment, and I really hope you run it down in your Wrestle Talk live review because I hated it. But you know, it's it, it got over with this audience just in the same way that this angle keeps getting over with this audience. Like the cra- yeah, like when time. you know when the other two spouses came out, we do need to move on from this story. I know we, we really spe- do. We spent twenty minutes but it, on it. I mean, but they took half an hour to do this bloody segment. <laughs> we can it. talk about it for twenty. God, it went on for ages. Yeah. But when the spouses came out to mm-hmm. be like, I was the first, like, the crowd were going, Jerry, Jerry, <laughs> Jerry Springer hasn't been on TV for 20 years. Like, and, and you know, but the crowd were doing what chance, which hasn't been popular for 20 years. Yeah, so, like, it, know, it kind yeah. of makes sense that we're sort of stuck in this late 90s period, yeah. it feels like. So, maybe that's why it's getting over. Yeah. I don't know, man. Like, I, I don't know. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, Patreon shoutouts for our $25 and above pledge hammers on Patreon. Thank you so much for donating. These are the last three that we've got for this year. They came in after we finished them like, over the Christmas period. Mm-hmm. Thank you all so much for everyone who has been part of uh, Patreon for the 2019. Hope you've enjoyed all the extra bonus content we put up. We've done hours upon hours upon hours of reviews. Yeah. Like, what's three so times? Many. What's three times 12 is 36, right? 
Maths is not my strong suit. Yep, that's the one. Yep. We've done roughly 40 hours of extra content mm-hmm. on the Patreon in just WrestleTalk Extra. Yeah. And then there was like two hour long Ramble Clubs. Yep. WrestleTalk After Darks. Mm-hmm. Um, so yes, there is like, if you go at the $10 level, there's like 50, 60 hours worth of extra content mm-hmm. this year alone. Uh, we have got one more super chat real quick from... NC Kitty Fishing again said, who would you have beat Brock Lesnar for the title in 2020? Also, thank you for pronouncing my name perfectly. Oh, well, thank you very much. Um, uh, Alistair Black. Good show. Um, yeah, that's actually a great show. Mm. Um, so anyway, yeah, so thank you all to our Patreon pledge champs. And these are our last three for 2019, the last three for the decade. Liam Millsummer Murders. Woo! Yes. And you get a cheap pop. Universal champion, Kenny Humega. Oh, yes. Oh, lovely yes, stuff. Good. And lastly, not the mayor of Painesville, Daniel. Woo, yes. Thank you all so much. Not and- a big one. But let's jump into the Super Chats. Let's do that. Um, and our first one comes in from Kevin, who said, uh, this segment should definitely be in Laurie's test bed's 10 best moments of the year. Do another video. Also, long time, no Super Chat from me. Well, thank you very much, Kevin. Welcome back, Kevin. And absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jobber JJ asked, did Vince Russo book the wedding? Uh, also gives Black and Murphy a big thumbs up. Uh, no, very much Paul Heyman did. That's a Paul Heyman segment all over. Uh, Ollie has said this numerous times on this show, and I'm in full agreement with him, that we always peg Paul Heyman as this big creative genius, mm-hmm. and he is. But there's also this side of Paul Heyman, mm-hmm. which is, I like to do soap opera storylines. Yeah. ECW was a very violent promotion, but they also used to do a lot of soap opera storylines yeah. that got massively over mm-hmm. in the ECW building. Yeah. So it's it's totally Paul Heyman. Someone messaged me today saying like it was so Vince McMahon. I was like, that was so Paul Heyman. Mm. And then they said like, yeah, I did think it was a bit subtle. <laughs> <laughs> what? Far, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. It was far from subtle. I got a tweet of someone saying, how did they manage to screw this up? I was like, did you expect <laughs> it to be good in the first place? I, it, yeah, I mean, my... Uh, in about, well, it's actually, I, I say about five minutes, but I think it's under four. Uh, review's going to be going up shortly. Mm. Where I was like, I don't know what people were expecting from yeah, this angle. Like, it's a Paul Heyman booked wedding angle. Like, yeah. what, would be, what were we expecting to happen? No idea. Uh, Jobber JJ uh, says, Lana cheated on Rusev with Lashley while having a secret affair with Liv. Wedding was car crash, but that ending was something else. Sonia was not happy. Yeah, talk about that in my news about Sonia and Mandy tweeting their reactions to it. So watch that if you want more reactions to that. But yes. Uh, I don't know what the story is anymore. I'm completely lost now with this. It's just like, they don't like each other. These people want to get married. He used to be married to her. I I don't know about any other layers now. Uh, KML says, Happy New Year all and hello, wife. Uh, James Dob44 says, So Liv's tweets about darkness being heartless and destroying herself are pretty awkward now after last night. No way Liv was thinking uh, this was the gimmick. Yeah, I don't think so. And I will... As much as I hated this, and as much as I don't think it's a correct thing to do, I'm going to hold my judgment as much as I can to see where it goes next week, because then we actually might get a bit more of a glimpse into what this character actually is. Oh, we, we, then... but we know it's she's hot blonde. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and again, like people kept looking at those videos and looking for like, oh, like Ollie said, like, oh, there's definitely something mysterious. And I was like, I no, even picked up on I that. I was like, no, she's a hot blonde that's taking yeah, a no, bath. Like, that's no, the gimmick. I know. 
Uh, Mr. I didn't want to believe it. That's <laughs> no, the problem. No. Mr. Doback said, and then, and I, I in, you know, in the, the defense of those people that thought she was going to be Sister Abigail, mm. and you know, and, and to James's point here, if, I, I've not seen Liv Morgan's Twitter. Like, I don't follow her on Twitter. Not so, if she's been tweeting about darkness and things like that, I don't blame anyone for thinking mm. yeah. that there was going to be something other to this than you are hot blonde. Yeah, I was just basing this solely on the videos that were presented on Raw, mm-hmm. which were, you are hot blonde now. <laughs> Um, Mr. Doback said, I was watching it. It was so cringe. Uh, Face palm emoji. Was cringe at times. Uh, we'll do two more. Said Alex Jordan says, The first husband should get a job in WWE for that awesome promo work. Also, Randy is still one of the greatest of all time. I'm assuming he means Datsun. Um, well, I mean, I think Orton. Oh, okay, maybe. But yeah, yeah. maybe that. Um, or Newman. But, uh, also, the first husband should get a job in WWE. You can find out exactly who it is in my news later today. It's an indie wrestler. Spoilers. Yeah. And All Elite DK said, I was made a fool. Uh, I made a fool out of me for believing Liv would come back uh, after those packages. I uh, would have a good comeback after those packages. It makes sense now, but how dare I expect logic from Vince? Well, that's it. You got logic. She was brought back as a hot blonde, and they brought her back as a hot blonde. So, in theory, bonkers. it has logically made sense. Totally. So much logic there. Somehow. Right, well, anyway, let's get into the show itself. Um, they really put over the Lashley-Lana wedding. as like, like every segment this show. It's like, that segment's ended, and let's look at Lana now. Yeah, getting every ready. Um, although it did lead to my favorite moment of the show. <laughs> which we'll get to in a minute. Um, Kevin Owens opened the show with a big fiery promo. We've got Vic Joseph and uh, Jerry the King Lawler doing commentary on their own. No Samoa Joe. No Samoa Joe, because Kevin Owens was here to cut a fiery promo mm-hmm. that was wonderfully undercut by him, constantly thrown to the video wall to be like, and oh here is God. a video package yeah. to tell you things. Hated that, but it was a good promo nonetheless. Good promo nonetheless. I liked when his music hit, he just beelined straight to the ring, no messing around. He's like, yeah. nope, I'm here to do a job. Which is yeah, why I hate great. the video package thing even more. Exactly. Because yeah. he is just like, oh, I'm so mad, I'm going to call them out. But first, but here's first, a video. watch this. Yeah. In case you didn't see last week, here is what happened. Yeah. Um, and then Seth and AOP came out uh, with Seth saying that, um, uh, KO, you're not seeing the big picture. This is a, I'm doing a sacrifice for the greater good. Mm-hmm. The greater yeah. good. Uh, and he says, if good. Kevin Owens resist, uh, resists, AOP will enforce his will. Because mm-hmm. I, I did love that angle from last week, the finish him. Yeah, that, that was badass. Oh, it was so so good. Loved that it. that ending angle last week. Yeah, Owens looked like a chump to start it, but by the end when they turned on uh, Samoa Joe, it was awesome. Great. So good. Yeah. Um. But then this is the bit I absolutely loved because like a big brawl breaks out oh. between Kevin Owens and and Seth is just standing there like you know just sort of basking in the glory, and all of a sudden Samoa Joe wasn't there. <laughs> Samoa Joe's music hits, and he runs down full of piss and babyface vinegar. Boots one of AOP right in the face, attacks the other one. He looked so friggin' cool. This is the coolest that Joe has looked on the main roster since the Lesnar storyline. Si- yeah, since Lesnar. Since, That's since Great right. Balls yeah, of Fire. Since Lesnar. This was so, so good. This is exactly how I want to see Samoa Joe all the time. Oh, yeah. He just comes out and he can just beat up anyone and everyone at any given time. Just comes out, runs down, boot, punch. Come on, Kokina clutch John Rollins. I was like, oh, Joe, I love you. It was so He's good. so good. I love Joe. But AOP got in, the numbers game, and then security runs down and breaks up. Set, and KO does a big uh, sent on out of the ring to mm-hmm. everyone on the floor. I thought this was a wicked opening angle. It was great, show. yeah. And 
absolutely it, loved it. I think it ended with a kind of classic pull apart brawl stuff. Security comes out and separates them, but then they jump on each yeah, other yeah. and then they pull apart and they jump on each other again. It was it was it was still fun though. Yeah, I really really enjoyed this opening segment. It was great. Yeah, uh, we see uh, Joe and Kevin in the locker room. Mean Charlie walks in to ask why Joe got involved. Why would you ever do that, you moron? <laughs> is basically what she said. Yeah, well, and he's just like, well, Seth left me no choice. It's like, yeah, I mean, that makes logical sense. Yeah. And Kevin Owens is like, when I joined this company, I never thought that I would have Samoa Joe by my side, but I'm very glad that he is. Yeah. And uh, then security walking and surround them. They're both being like, we're being escorted out of here, but seven days. Mm-hmm. We've got seven days to formulate a plan. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. I like that. Yeah. It's going to suck when they come out next week and they don't have a plan, but I, if this is going to be a tag team, of Owens and Joe. The Ultra Unit is finally together. This was Please. the very first thing that Ollie and I fantasy booked on an episode of the Wrestle Ramble. Yeah. Because it was when, like, Joe would come in and he was sort of connected to Triple H. And yes. Kevin Owens won the Universal yes, title right. because of Triple H. And they always said, like, there's this connection between Triple H and Kevin Owens and Triple H and Samojo that never played into anything. Mm-hmm. But me and Ollie, like, sort of fantasy booked, like, oh, they should form a tag team be called Ultra Units because they are this sort of, like, big. You know, powerhouse team. Mm-hmm. So finally, Ultra Unit is becoming a thing. <laughs> um, then we got oh, this was fun Ooh, a TLC rematch good. between Alistair Black and Buddy Murphy. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I can't. I don't want to echo too much what I was saying in review, so I'm going to pass across to you. But I, I will say that this really mirrored the TLC match mm-hmm. where they came out to no reaction whatsoever, and the crowd could not have cared less. Mm-hmm. But this crowd did get into the match. They eventually got into this match, and by the end of it, were super into it. Yeah. Which is unlike TLC, where they just sat on their hands for the whole thing. I was going to say, give them, you know, somewhere between five and ten minutes, and the crowd start chanting, this is awesome. Yeah. Because they're just so good. Yeah, yeah. They're both so quick. And uh, Jerry actually made quite a good uh, line on commentary, saying that these guys can just mirror each other constantly. They're like clones. They can almost do the same offense to each other constantly. Yeah. It was a really nice spot where uh, Murphy faked going for a dive. He was like, oh, kind of get the crowd going. And he went to go for a dive, immediately just turned around and sat down as Black slid in the ring. So they were just staring off against each other. And then straight after, they mirrored the spot as well. Murphy tries to get in the ring, and Black sits down. And I was like... This is so cool. It's so, so good. Uh, Murphy got caught trying to steal a pin. Uh, mm-hmm. just, and it was just so many like reversals all over. Like, And then as totally. the crowd started chanting, this is awesome. I love his spot where he does like the sunset powerbomb. Mm-hmm. He rolls through that into the sit-out powerbomb. Sit-out powerbomb, yeah. Really, really good stuff. They exchange loads of strikes, V-triggers by Murphy, blame, uh, brain buster by Black. Um, and then eventually, out of nowhere, Black hits the Black Mass, but catches Murphy as he falls <laughs> with, with his, his foot. foot. It was such a cool visual. So, so good. Because even the sequence before that, it was like counter, counter, knee, kick, going for a kick, Black Mass, duck. It's an amazingly quick sequence. And then he hits the Black Mass, catches him, gets him back up again, Black Mass again, and then Black wins. I was like... That is so, so good. It was a wicked, wicked match. Yeah. Loved it. Awesome. Awesome. Just to have these two do that forever, please. (laughs) I was saying to to Ollie last week, they should have that become like a a, a Lee Dijak level feud where they just have matches all the time because they can, because they're great. Yeah. I would not be opposed to it. I I, I thought it was a a wicked, wicked match. And like, I was so on board with this episode at this point because you had a really, really great angle. Then you follow it up with this really, really great match. But sadly, the show started to fall off a cliff. And I think, like, it's... We can probably rattle through a lot of what's coming next because totally. it's a lot of the like, same stuff we see all the time. But before we get to that, AOP are arguing backstage. Seth says that uh, management have asked them to leave. 
no authority figures. There's no authority figures, but apparently there is a management that mm. has asked them to leave. But Seth says that they're going to leave voluntarily. Yeah. You're not kicking me out. I'm. Li- you can't fire me. I quit. It was basically yeah. that. Then we got my favorite thing on this show. Because <laughs> <laughs> Lana is backstage getting her makeup did. And Rowan, Eric Rowan, walks up to her and he's got his pet. <laughs> and he says, my pet and I, I don't know if he said my pet, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing. My pet and I didn't get an invitation to your wedding. Mm. And Lana says something and he's like, okay, it's okay. We didn't want to go anyway. Rawr! <laughs> and walks off. <laughs> oh my god, I burst into love. That's a direct quote. <laughs> that, Rawr. If that seems a bit random, that's because it was. It was literally oh just like, god. where's the invitation? It's fine. Don't want to go anyway. Turns away, turns back. <laughs> and just walks off and Lon is just sitting there just going <laughs> okay alright what was that oh my god why it what so... what what huh I don't know that didn't get it so funny oh hilarious no though. idea what that was about <laughs> uh, anyway and then Eric Rowan beat up a jobber with a Green Lantern tattoo Kip Stevens Kip I, Stevens. I spotted that as well Green Lantern tattoo yeah cool he's got a Batman tattoo on his uh, neck as well oh cool good um, got more of Lana getting ready backstage and then mm-hmm. Charlotte Flairin uh, came out for a promo in her gear announcing herself for the Royal Rumble um, Shocker! This and this, yeah, this was a, oh, it's a standard Charlotte Flair promo. She is the most unlikable babyface. God, she's on so the bad. Yeah, she and she is a babyface, but she is dreadful at it. She's so bad in the street. And I don't blame her. Mm. I blame the writing that she's given, and I feel like she's told to do it this way. Yeah, but it just makes it like I think they're they're saying like, oh, you you should act like your dad. Mm-hmm. But his dad, you know, his dad was a heel. Yeah, exactly, yeah. And it works. But he's when super popular. He's over. He says woo and everyone likes it. It's like, yeah, but he has all the heel work behind that. Exactly. And it and like even when he was like a heel when he came in for like 2003 and that when they were, you know, in the e- e- evolution, he was still getting massively cheered because it's Ric Flair doing Ric Flair mm-hmm. heel type stuff. And then when he turned babyface, you've got all of that history of being like, well, we love Ric Flair and he's a legend. Yeah. But Charlotte's doing it here and it's just coming across as obnoxious and arrogant and or, and not arrogant in the cool way like randy orton used to do it mm-hmm. just being an arrogant knob yeah because i i think in someone else's hands that might be slightly more likable uh i would say that even having this content in their promo would still be okay as a babyface. just list off the achievements they've done and be like and i'm gonna enter the rumble and this time i'm gonna win and i'm gonna go to wrestlemania john cena can make it work john cena can make it work totally uh i think Charlotte Flair doing it just makes her come across just like I should be gifted the title. It, yeah. She didn't say that, but that's the that's the way it comes off. Is she's like I've done all these things. I'm great. I'm better than everyone. It, there's there's just something about it that is so heelish, and I cannot put my finger on what it is, but I just don't like her. <laughs> yeah, and then she issues uh, an open challenge, and Natalia answers. I was like, oh god. And then Natalia <laughs> came out on the stage and, and gave her a look. And I was like, that's a heelish look. She, she was, has not turned heel, has she? Yeah, she was acting heel throughout the match as well. Like they kept putting over as like, oh, this is a more vicious side than Natalia. She yelled, shut up at the crowd. But she was doing that when she was a baby face, in fairness. That's just a Natalia spot. God. Close your eyes. You could picture how this match went. Totally. Like You could call this match spot for spot. 
because we've seen it so many times. I, I totally switched off during this. But also, the 24-7 title was there. Before an ad break, they ran around the ring, and then Eric Young got booted in the face, and then they were gone. Yep. And that was your 24-7 right. title. It's, it's not been retired. Um, yeah, Charlotte won. Charlotte um, won. I, I, I really didn't care for this. No, not at all. Uh, what I did care for, though, was Becky being interviewed backstage. Uh, it's, it's confirming it's going to be Becky versus Asuka at the Rumble. And I thought this was a really interesting little wrinkle to this story. Mm-hmm. And she brought this up on, on Twitter earlier in the day where she said that my contract is coming, as well, is coming up. Mm-hmm. But I'm not even going to start talking about negotiations until I can beat Asuka. Mm-hmm. Because that's the blemish on her record that really has stung from 2019, losing to her at the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done all of this stuff. I've been the longest reigning Royal Women's Champion. I won the Royal Rumble. I've headlined WrestleMania. But none of it matters until I beat an Asuka. And yeah. then I can look at, you know, signing this big money contract and being the big star. I love that as Karen's motivation because it's, not, it's fueled by the, a passion for winning. And passion for being the best. And she comes across so genuine when she says it. I believe that she wants to be the best. Mm-hmm. She believes that Asuka is that roadblock that is stopping her, that roadblock end of the line that is stopping her from being the best. Yeah. I thought it was a fantastic promo. And as out of touch as I thought some of the other segments on this show were, I thought this was very in touch of what people are talking about these days a lot of contract negotiations and locking down five-year deals and contracts expiring and going to AEW and all that stuff so for them to kind of bring up and almost attempt to you know blur the lines i don't think any of us actually believe that becky lynch is not going to resign but just having that kind of yeah blurring of the lines of or maybe she is talking about her contract negotiations and all that stuff. I, I think it's a really nice touch because contracts are a big talking point right now. I think Ollie Davis would have run with it as a thumbnail. Totally. Yeah. yeah. Ollie, Becky Lynch leaving WWE. <laughs> <laughs> Becky Lynch, AEW confirmed. Um, Lashley was getting ready backstage. That's where we got our first glimpse of the glorious visage of wearing a waistcoat and no shirts. <laughs> Loved it so much. Amazing. Then we got our promo for Liv Morgan where she said the, uh, the old version of her did what she was told. This new one won't. And then it was uh, ended with to be continued. It'll be continued later in the show, as we've yeah. already covered. Uh, OC came out for a promo recapping beating the Viking Raiders uh, and AJ pinning Randy Orton last week. Mm-hmm. Um, they want to challenge Viking Raiders for the tag titles. Straight Profits come out. So they get into a bit of jibber-jabber back and forth. And then they had a nice competitive match. Yeah. Yeah, yeah nice competitive match. Uh, Dawkins got the hot tag. Frog Splash by uh, Montez Ford for the win. Yeah. Fun stuff. It was fun stuff. And then Ford did the rope pulley bouncy thing for way too long and he did it twice yeah because they got to get them gifts in yeah. am i right <laughs> are those tiktoks or <laughs> oh, whatever I they don't are know what a tiktok is yeah um street profits cut a promo backstage and i felt really bad for dawkins here this should have been a pre-tape yeah it should because dawkins clearly forgot his lines absolutely twice yeah and so what he said is that uh, Street Prof, uh, Montez Ford says, like, we've just beaten the best tag team in the world. So that makes us the best tag team in the world. It's like, no, you've got to think bigger. The best tag team in the universe, now you've got to think bigger, fam. What is that? He said, it's, we're the best tag team in the multiverse. Mm-hmm. Ford asks him, what's the multiverse? And Dawkins is then meant to give a very long, convoluted, and scientific explanation of what the multiverse is. And he just forgot the words. Mm-hmm. At one point, cleared his throat to be like, <clears throat> choking on my words there. <laughs> And then just stopped. Yeah. And Ford had to quickly dive in and save this and be like, oh, you're just distracted by the Lana Lashley wedding that's coming up later. <laughs> Felt really bad for him. I did feel really bad for him because he did really well in the match that just happened before that as well. So, yeah, for him to just be like, and it's from the theoretical 
And the line of Lashley oh, went in. Oh, man. It sucked. It should have been yeah. a pre-tape. To- totally. Should, should have been. been a pre-tape. Yeah. And it, it's a hard promo to cut when you're supposed to do a, a scientific explanation of the multiverse. After, a doing, after like, wrestling a match. Yeah, I know. So, yeah, I felt bad for him. Yeah. Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins came out. They were announced for a two-on-one uh, handicap match against Drew McIntyre, who's got a new gimmick. Oh, no. <laughs> Don't call it a new gimmick, because that's what I thought as well. And his new gimmick is, look at my sexy body. <laughs> that's his gimmick now. He's Fat Bastard from Austin Powers. <laughs> he calls himself the sexy Scotman. He goes over to this oh, like this, this old deer in the front rope here, like she wants a bit of me. Look <laughs> at my sexy body. It's <laughs> this, the this is, new gimmick now. The thing is, McIntyre is incredibly charismatic. Yeah, like he almost made this work. I'd say. Yeah, maybe well, I thought it would. But I mean, I don't like the gimmick, but because I prefer him, you know how he was before. But I guess if it's gonna lead to good things for him, then. You do you, buddy. Yeah. Oh, what my baby back, baby back. I was going <laughs> to do a quote, then realised that I couldn't because it's got a swear word in it. I mean, we're talking about how Paul Heyman is stuck in the 90s. Like, what's more <laughs> being stuck in the 90s than referencing, than, powers. than referencing a movie that came out in 1999? <laughs> Come on, sexy. So that's his oh, new gimmick man. now. Is he's, the se- he's no longer the Scottish psychopath. He's now the sexy Scotman. Which is really unfortunate because one of my joke presents that I got one of my friends was a WWE calendar. And across all of all of the pages, I wrote little things and mm. jokes about them. And there was one for Drew McIntyre, and on his forehead, I wrote the Scottish Cycle Path. Nice. And and now he's not that anymore. <laughs> so that joke doesn't even he, make sense. He might still be. This might have been a one week thing. There was also a bit where there was Sammy wasn't the focus. Sammy's name was in a picture on one of them, and I wrote on his back, "When was the last time I had a match?" And then he bloody had a match on SmackDown. <laughs> God. I feel like WWE have been like going out of their way to ruin all of the videos that we pre-made for Christmas, <laughs> yeah. and now your Christmas presents. Yeah, they just hate me. Shame That's on them. Is. I know. Uh, guess what? Drew McIntyre won a squash match. Um, Great. Yeah, he hit He's the Claymore awesome. on Hawkins. Counting the fans down to it now. Three, two, two one. one. Claymore. Claymore, and then hit the Future Shock on Ryder and pins both of them. Cool. So I think that's also now part of his act. Sure. Counting down to the Claymore. It's you know it's a lot like the Brogue. Bro, mm-hmm. bro, you know a lot of sweet chin music, tuning up the band. Seth Rollins burn it down. This is now, I'm guessing, Drew's new thing. It's possibly that, or it could have just been a New Year's special because it's like oh, a New Year's yeah, Eve see, type yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, that's a good Maybe point. I don't know. I didn't pick up on that. Mm. I might, I might have just been thick and not picked up on that uh, <laughs> that aspect of it. I thought, it, yeah, I thought we're introducing a new element. I thought maybe it was in it, baby to- face. Totally could be, could be either. No Sexy idea. Sexy body. <laughs> Anyway, Brock Lesnar's back next week. Crowd booed that because he wasn't here this week. Yep. Um, and uh, Rey Mysterio is getting an antiquated rematch clause uh, uh, for the United States Championship. Sure. And we're also getting a triple threat between Viking Raiders, Street Profits, and the OC for the tag straps. Mm-hmm. Now, I loved this next segment. I thought it was great. Mark Henry did it better. Totally. But I did love this segment. Randy Orton comes out on crutches. They've been building up all night that, hey, Randy picked up an injury at a house show in uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania. It was our lead story yesterday in the WrestleTalk News. Mm-hmm. We all got worked, brother. Um, which, and it's annoyingly, so I just finished the news. Mm-hmm. Editor had sent it back to me. I just finished watching it. We were loading it into the back end. Just about to push it live. Randy Annie Datsun sent me Fightful's report being like, by the way, it's a work. And I'm like, <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway. We all got worked, brother. At least I got worked. Yeah. Um, so Randy Orton comes out in his crutches. 
and he gives a very very um somber promo it's a very like it felt like a very genuine promo it's like, like when the commentators do the the quiet serious voice and yeah he's been taken oh, to a, a, a local medical, medical facility. facility yeah I, I really bought into this and he talks about how like you know he's got a lot of respect for people but one of the people he respects the most is edge who had to give up his career uh due to an injury he was wrestling in a house show and he landed funny i felt something pop in my knee um, I'm going to be out for a long time and truth be told I might not be able to come back at all and the crowd were really buying into this lots of mm-hmm. no chance and Randy, Randy um, but he's going to work hard to make sure that someone gets RKO'd at Wrestlemania and it felt like the big sort of like and I'll be back yeah, yeah, at yeah. Wrestlemania and someone's going to get an RKO and the crowd go great for uh, break for it and then AJ comes out and I'm like okay <laughs> here's here's where we're going here. So yeah, I put fourth note as a and Randy Orton comes out on crutches, gets assistance in the ring, cuts a promo in a slowly deep voice indicating an injury, and then I said, This is too set up, someone's gonna attack him. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest, my favourite thing about this though was Randy Orton's pro uh, Randy Orton's entrance on crutches was the same length of time it would take him to do a regular <laughs> entrance. Because, good lord, that man is slow walking. He is, isn't he? He's the sort of person I get stuck behind when I'm walking to the tube. I'm like, get out of the way, man! I'm trying how, to get home. How did he manage to take up the whole, the whole width of this, this platform? Get out of my way. Everyone's trying to do their Christmas shopping, all right? Just get, out, get out of bloody Westfield. Anyway. So AJ comes out uh, and he's gutted that he's going to have to wait until WrestleMania to fight a, uh, to fight Randy Orton again. Makes fun of him playing games. Goes like I haven't done this since I was five years old. Not touching you. Not touching you. Not touching you. I thought AJ was great in all of this. He's such a slimy heel. Oh, I loved it. Perfect. And he's like, I'm going to put my arms behind my back. I put my chin out. Like yeah. me, Randy. me. It was so so good. And then it says At WrestleMania. I'm going to put you in the calf crush and make you tap out. And I'm going to end your career. And he kicks away one of the crutches. And it's still at this point, I thought, okay, so we're going to get and Randy AJ at WrestleMania. They yeah, think totally. And this feels like we're totally building to that match. Yeah. And they they know that Randy will be back at that time. I mm-hmm. genuinely was still worked by like, all of this. And then Randy says, you know, AJ, you're a patient man. But I'm not. Boom. RKO out of nowhere. Left AJ laying. Jumped up and down on his knee. It was all a ruse. All a ruse. I loved it. It was great. I thought yeah. it was awesome. I thought both men did great. I didn't buy that Randy was injured, but I did think that like, oh, maybe he's having some time off. And they're just using they're, they're, a, an injury angle. It's a angle. fake injury yeah, It's angle a fake injury. To build to Mania. Exactly. And they'll bring him back at Mania. They're going to do AJ Randy rematch from last year's WrestleMania again. Yeah, uh, it's a great Mania, match. Which would be awesome. Yeah, I'd be so down for that. I was like, oh, that's really, really, that's a really unique, nice way to do it, to give him some time off and to bring him back at Mania. And then he was like, oh, okay, I was like, oh, <laughs> well, never mind. <laughs> I guess we're doing it at Rumble. I'll see you at the Rumble then. <laughs> um, and this is a, so a report has come out as well that this is something we're going to see more of going forward. Uh, oh, because cool. house show attendance is way down mm. uh, yes. in WWE. Their live event shows are not selling tickets. I mean, Sean Ross Sapp was tweeting photos from uh, Madison Square Garden. Mm-hmm. So he like arrived and he took a photo and it was like totally empty. Yeah. And he was like, this is the crowd for the Madison Square Garden show. And then posted up, was like, JK, we're an hour early. <laughs> and so that's why it was empty. But then posted a follow-up photo when it was full and it still looked dead empty. And he yeah. was like, oh, okay, it was less of a joke now. Yeah. So house show attendance is down across the board. So what WWE are looking to do now is more things like Andrade winning the United States Championship mm-hmm. at Madison Square Garden, Randy Orton picking up this injury that then plays into a storyline on Raw. They want to try and... And it's a smart thing to do. It's to drive totally. people to go to the house shows because you don't know what you're going to see. Mm-hmm. I saw Lance Storm yesterday really tweeting heavily. It's like, you've got to go to house shows. You've got to go to house shows. It's the best way to experience WWE, which I completely agree with. Totally, yeah. TV tapings are going to be mind-numbingly boring at times. Yeah. But house shows are so much fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is something we can expect to see more of in 2020 is 
big big things happening at house shows and playing into Raw and SmackDown. And Loser after. Eats Dog Food matches. Oh, that, that's been announced. Yeah, that's been announced. Um, speaking of which, we've got a recap of Andrade winning the US title from uh, Madison Square Garden, or at Madison Square Garden, from mm-hmm. Rey Mysterio. And Rey cuts a promo about their match next week, but also kept that plate spinning that he's going to be facing AOP and Seth. I, I really enjoyed your and Ollie's chat about this on the Raw review mm-hmm. last week. We talked about how it's, it, it's a much more interesting way of telling a story as opposed to this is not just Rey and Seth. Because Seth is also involved with Owens and Joe, and they're both involved with AOP, who are also involved over it. And I yeah, think yeah, it's a, yeah. a much more interesting way of telling stories. I, I was in complete Absolutely. agreement with you. Yeah, I yeah, really, really I, like g- it. Genuinely, if they keep keep this up and they start doing it with more and more characters as well, it's going to make viewing Raw much more exciting. Because I think sometimes we can get into a habit of just kind of checking out. See someone come out and be like, right, it's this segment with this other person going to come out soon. I'm checking out. I know what's going to happen. Whereas now it's actually going to kind of keep us guessing a little bit. Completely. So I think it's it's a much better viewing experience. And speaking of which, actually, we got Andrade in a match and, uh, next with an enhancement talent, but it didn't last very long. They've completely dropped the Vega Andrade split. Yeah, not it's, happening anymore. I'm all for. I yeah, didn't think they should have done it in the first place. I thought it was yeah. a really silly thing to do, but they've completely dropped it. They've also completely dropped those teas of Andrade turning babyface when he had his mm-hmm. match with Seth. Yeah. All of that is gone. We're back to classic Andrade Vega. I'm quite happy with that. More totally. for it. Yep. Um, but this match doesn't get very long because uh, Vega starts tearing up the mats, and, which is like his new spot. That's how he took out Carrillo. Um, and he's going to do the hamlock DDT to this poor lad, but Ricochet runs down to make the save. And you talk about this sort of multiple paths. Like, you know, Ray could easily head back towards Andrade. In fact, he is. He's next week. He's facing mm-hmm. Andrade for the title. But you've got Ricochet involved in this now. You've also got Umberto Carrillo possibly making a return. So you've got multiple people in this one storyline. Which does make it way more interesting. Mm-hmm. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm really enjoying this as well. And then that yeah. led to Andrade and Ricochet having a very fun match. Yeah. Uh, when, the, when they had the match against the Enhancement Town, I was like, oh, why would you put him in this match? Why couldn't you have him against, like, Cedric Alexander or Apollo Crews or Ricochet? And then Ricochet came out. I was like, <laughs> you know what? Sometimes you just know better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so we had um, uh, the SmackDown last year. Um, it was when they put Kofi in the gauntlet match before mm-hmm. Elimination Chamber. Yeah, And yeah. both me and Ollie had the exact same note. I was like, oh, I wish it was Xavier Woods. Yeah. And by the end of that match, being like, I'm an absolute moron. Exactly. Of course it's Kofi. Yeah. Like, of course Kofi's the right choice. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they just know better. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Andrade and Ricochet had a fun little match. Um, they teased the DDT on the concrete again, but Andrade backdropped uh, Ricochet into it. Uh, Andrade worked him over. Ricochet made a comeback. And then Vega pushed Ricochet off the top rope. So he landed on that injured back. Hamlock DDT for the Andrade win. So we really are back to that classic Vega interference to pick up the Andrade win. Mm-hmm. All for it. All for it. Love it. Uh, and then Vega and Andrade cut a promo backstage uh, with not Renee Young. Um, and Vega said that he's going to win next week. Yep. Which yeah. I really hope he does. And then we got the wedding, which we covered at the top of this show. <laughs> Overall, I believe I gave it a high average because mm-hmm. um, I loved, loved, loved the opening two segments. Me too. Yeah, I thought they were great. And I thought the wedding was silly nonsense fun. Niggles I had with the side, problems problems I had with it aside. Overall, I did laugh, and I had, ve- and I was like, it's a Paul Heyman wedding. Of course, it was this. Yes. And I really enjoyed the Randy AJ stuff. Mm-hmm. So I gave it a high average because the other stuff really brought it down for me. Yeah. The, the Drew stuff and the Charlotte stuff, which went on forever. Like that Charlotte and Natalia match, like it felt like it lasted longer than both the first two segments combined. Mm, yeah. um, it just went on and on and on. Um, so a, a lot of the other stuff, and the, the Eric Roman squash match, which I'm so done with now. 
Yeah. Totally. I, I, so a lot of that really brought it down for me, which is why I went with a high average in the end. Mm-hmm. What did you think? Uh, I would have done slightly lower. I still would have done an average, but probably like a mid to low average rather than a, a high one. Uh, just because I really, really hated that wedding and it took up so much of the show. Yeah, really um, I, Yeah, like you said, I really liked the opening parts. Uh, first two segments I thought were awesome and the Randy AJ stuff was cool. I even kind of liked the McIntyre stuff. I'm, I'm not overly against it yet. Give me a bit of time, and then it probably will be. But for now, it's okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, I would have given it a 3 out of 5 as well. But let's get into your super, super, super chats. Uh, this one comes in from uh, Timon, uh, sorry, Timon Zumaki. Uh, this is again in reference to the wedding. So the ending angle was bad, but we've seen worse in the celebrated Attitude Era. Uh, yeah, Triple H, blah, blah, blah. Uh, that, uh, in fairness, Triple H having sex with Katie Vick was, was in ruthless aggression. It wasn't in the Attitude Era. Yeah. Mae Young giving birth to a hand, that was in the Attitude Era, and so on. Um, in I, And actually, um, DX did... Um, they did effectively rape someone on an episode of Raw at the end of an angle. I think it might have been Stephanie, in fact. Because like Vince McMahon even goes to Triple H a rapist at one point. Oh, and then yay. they really just glossed over a lot of that. Super fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, cool. Attitude era. Um, but anyway, yeah. Uh, so, divisive angle. Yeah. yeah. One of those. Power Packers has said, WWE's big LGBT angle was a lesbian cat fight. Yeah. Well, it's Paul Heyman for you. Yep. Uh, Adam Pearson, hey. congrats to you, Adam. I hope you enjoyed your shout-out in yesterday's news uh, for winning... Celebrity Masterminds. I know, what a lad. What an Love absolute him. lad with the chosen category of WWE in the 21st century. Although, Adam, I did watch it. I don't know how you got those first two questions wrong. <laughs> Honestly. Some people. Some people. <laughs> I was like, come on, mate. They set you up because they said, which, uh, who won the uh, tag team titles with Edge on an episode of SmackDown in 2002 and later got inducted into the Hall of Fame? I was like, Hogan, right? Poor old Adam said Christian. I was like, oh, Adam. He said he went to the Hall of Fame. There's no chance Christian's getting in the Hall of Fame. That's true, on. yeah. Um, but I thought you did great, man. I thought it was wicked. Yeah. Um, but anyway, he says the last should have returned for Lashley's love. <laughs> All Elite DK. Uh, lol, I didn't realize it was live for a few seconds. <laughs> Same here, mate. I wrote that in my notes, Liv Morgan. And then I was like, but is it? <laughs> Um, sit out online tomorrow's headline Vince Russo back in WWE <laughs> oh it's Paul Heyman mate. Paul Heyman man Vince Russo it, there would have been spaceships involved yeah, and like true, lightning yeah. bolts and something yeah. uh, and way more returns <laughs> <laughs> and actually it would have turned out that Lana was a man that, 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 would, have, <laughs> yeah, yeah. that would have been Vince Russo yeah. Kean Harvey Liv loves Lana try repeating that over and over <laughs> <laughs> nice uh, a Rebel's Kingdom. I laughed throughout this whole segment. People are trying to save Liv's gimmick uh, as having a split personality, but I don't think so at this point. Nor do I. Nor do I. Nor do I. I. I think I agree with what someone said earlier in the Super Chats, which was I think Liv was going down a very different path to what WWE Creative was going. Yeah. Um, Train 24 says, Chop, you said lesbian storyline, but it sounded like lives Liv's lesbian. Knowing the WWE. Knowing WWE, they might cause that, coin that phrase, live the Lithbian. God, that would be awful. Don't give them ideas. They watch this show. A Rebel's Kingdom. Also, Crystal should have returned as Bobby Lashley's ex wife. I thought she might have done. I thought they might have brought Crystal out. Yeah. Um, uh, Mandy and Sonia were kind of upset on Twitter after last night. Yep, that's in Pete's News, which we'll bring up later. Um, And um, he also gets in touch to say that uh, Punk's tweet was. 
after the segment, WWE needs to hire people who actually understand what representation means to the audience that they're trying to reach. But what do I know? I'm a bear. I suck the heads off fish. <laughs> I saw a Punk's tweet when they announced they had the the Lana Lashley wedding graphic and they put it up on Twitter. Punk responded to that as well, just being like, oh, "I would suck if someone got fired." <laughs> it's like, Whoo! all right, Punk. Jesus, oh, Lord. <laughs> oh for the jugular, mate. Um. Yeah, he had another one as well about um, the the opening angle, saying mm. like the one thing he'd like to see left in 2019 is people standing around waiting for someone to do a dive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of right. It's a shame that Punk's not on uh, backstage tomorrow. No, no, he could, wouldn't it? Um, he wouldn't be allowed to say any of it. No. Uh, Dad Train 24. Last Springer episode was July 26, 2018. Was it really? Is he still on telly? Well, not anymore. He's not. If it well, was July 2018. But even so, that's way down. sooner than yeah. I would have thought. Well, yeah, yeah I, I completely take that back then. Uh, Kevin said, um, when you look at those vignettes and the payoff, Liv's return looks like a Funkasaurus situation. Totally. Or mm. an Emelina situation. Or a anyone else situation that's, ha- that's happened to. Jack Dolan should have come out to... Uh, sorry, Jack Dolan says, Dolph should have come out to say, it should have been me! <laughs> yeah. Uh, she would have got a pop out of me, not going to lie. Nate drops surname. We've got a lot of messages about this wedding. We have, yeah. Uh, saying, you keep saying the story is over. I think Rusev is the only part that's over. Crowd couldn't care less except for Rusev J-Chats. But that's, that shows that it's over. Yeah, that's because the Because they, they're so against Lana and Lash that they want to see Rusev come out and spoil things. Yeah. So Rusev, so they're all over. Lana's over as a heel. Yeah. And they don't like when Lana interrupts them and interrupts their Rusev Day chance to get Lana Day chance. Mm-hmm. So I, th- I think all three of them have, and, you know, hopefully live off the back of it, could get really over off, off that. That would be nice. Uh, he also thought it was the worst thing on Raw. Um, I thought the Charlotte match was way worse. Anton H said, a lot of good wrestling, but wedding got the loudest pop. Totally. Yeah. Um, Scam baiting weasel. Great name. Uh, why did Lana come out to Nick Jr. cartoon music? <laughs> Nick Jr. is a bit um, uh, a bit after my time, so I don't really know what that would sound like, unfortunately. Well, it'd probably sound like Lana's entrance music. Fair though. enough. <laughs> uh, Ad- Adrian Penner says, wedding segment stunts. Oh, this is so dumb. First husband appears. Oh, my God. Love appears. I love drama. <laughs> well, I-, I think you might have said live appears. Uh, do you want to take our next one on the Joe and Owens? Yes, we've got a couple about the Joe and Owens angle. Uh, James... Uh, DOB44 said, uh, love the idea of Team KO Joe. Huge potential there. I totally, agree, 100%. Yeah. And uh, Kevin says, uh, KO has tweeted K- hashtag KJoe. Uh, I think the SWAF Nation come up with a better tag team name than that. I mean, yeah, Ultra Unit, wasn't it? Yeah, Ultra Unit is what we had <laughs> way back when. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we got one about Black and Murphy as well. Uh, the Adnap2 said, uh, my dad came in during the Black Murphy match during the rest holds every <laughs> bloody time. <laughs> Poor timing. Poor timing. Uh, yeah, terrible timing. <clears throat> Uh, we got a couple about uh, Rowan. <laughs> Lincoln Jack Dolly said, uh, how to make your giants and monsters. Make them say, Rawr! Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, jo- Jobber JJ says, Rawr! So Rowan is new Sid Vicious. It's yep. new Braun. Yeah, totally, yeah. Uh, on WWE uh, Miscellaneous, as Ollie Davis would say. Start recording. Uh, who do you think will be the next singles champion between the US title, IC title, oh, bloody hell, Universal Hello. title and WWE title? I say Korea for US, Strowman for IC, Reigns for Universal, and Velasquez for WWE. I literally hope none of those come true. Maybe Strowman. Yeah. I don't know, man. Although Nakamura's done nothing with it anyway, so. I know. 
but I just kind of don't want to see Strowman. Str- <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. No, I do want to see Strowman as I see. Yeah, I can see Carrillo being uh, US though, and Reigns yeah. for the Universal Championship because that was my big prediction for 2020 that he'll unmask the Fiend at WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Start recording. Also says, do you think there's a decent chance that Lesnar could fight Ricochet at the Rumble? Uh, I think they'll have Ricochet in the Rumble, so he can yeah. do one of his wacky spots. Exactly. Yeah, I yeah. think he, it would be. Oh, but he normally he always faces small guys at the Rumble, so. I mean, it could be Ricochet. Certainly um, could be. Ray. I mean, who else would it be? Because, Ray like, everyone else is, like, really busy with other stuff. Like, all of, like, the top, tippity-top guys are involved in other angles. That's true. So, like, who is there for... Because he's not been around for so long. Like, yeah. We haven't seen him all December. So, who could be set up as the new contender for him? Dominic. Mysterious. I was going to think you were going to say Dajakobin for a second. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, yeah, sure, sure but... why not? Mysterio, that one. Uh, NC Kitty Fishing says, I think Drew was the best part of the show. Seems like he was feeling good. By the way, I love you guys and all the work you do. Well, we love you. He's very charismatic. It's very charismatic. Very handsome devil as well. He is, yeah. Uh, I've never seen a naked Mexican, says, so Randy Orton faked an injury against AJ Styles in a house show to trick AJ Styles into a confrontation on Raw. Makes no sense. It's mind games. I mean, you're not wrong. But also it was good. Mind games. Clifford Miller says, I didn't have a reaction to the wedding. Black and Murphy was awesome. And uh, Tyler Chopper music video was amazing. Sorry, been a while. Wanted to support you. Well, thank you very much, Clifford. Thanks, Clifford. And it is a great music video. It's all right. It's great. It's the best thing we've done. It's fine. Uh, Justin Thomas says, honestly, you can throw the whole raw away. <laughs> uh, the whole one. The f- opening was good. The opening was great. And the Black Murphy match was awesome. Yeah, it was great. Yeah. And I and as you said, I enjoyed the the Randy Orton angle. Yeah. Uh, do you want to take our next? Bit? Yeah, we got some Wrestle Talk mis- yeah, miscellaneous ones as well. Uh, Mr. Dobax said, uh, "Happy New Year." Thank and you very much. New happy New Year. Year. Yeah, we haven't said Happy New Year. Uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year. It's <laughs> <laughs> from friends. It's what me and my friends always say to each other. Happy New Year, everyone. Yeah. Uh, Samad Ali said, "Hey, I hope you guys had a great Christmas. Also, hope you enjoy New Year's. You guys are the best." Thank you, Samad Ali. Know Thank you. you again for your card. You're going to get your uh, Patreon shout-out video next month when Ollie's back in the office. Hell yeah, new hundred dollar pledge hammer. Mm. Uh, George the Great said, "Happy New Year from New Zealand. It's 2020 oh, here. Of course, it's 2020 already. Oh in, well, happy in, 2020 in the future." I was going to say, we're we're talking in the future over there. Yeah, what's it like? This is weird. What's it like over there? What's it like in the future? Yeah. Uh, Joe Ray said, uh, thank you, Luke, for your kind words on my tweet. Oh, no. Well, thank you, Joe, for getting in touch. But yeah, no, seriously, you need, uh, try and reach out to the, 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 the correct local people that you need to speak to. Like, it's a very, very serious thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Train 24 said... Uh, but stay strong, brother. Big thumbs up. Uh, I don't have cable currently. Uh, watching these makes me happy. I can't watch Raw. Y'all are more entertainment than Raw. <laughs> We're sports oh, entertainment. Yeah. Uh, Mark Desio said, first Super Chat, Happy New Year from Australia. From Australia, and Happy New Year to you, mate. Put another shrimp on the barbie. Yes, Australian stereotypes. (laughs) Uh, Start recording said, what is something something that you guys regret learning in the past decade? Doesn't have to be wrestling related. I don't think you should regret learning anything because learning is very good. Yeah, the more you know, the better. What do you regret learning? God, that's tough. The Rolf Harris is a paedophile. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that one's that that sucked. Yeah, that was a bad one. Yeah. But I'm glad he got caught. Uh Danny Trashman DeVito said, Happy New Year, British guys. And happy New Year, happy to, New Year, Year to, you. to you. Uh I can't even pronounce YNVSDP Rizzy. I don't know. De Prizzy. Um Happy New Year, Wrestle Talk. You guys are the best. No, you're no, the you. best. Uh, Flame Inc. said, your plans for 2019 New Year's Bash? Also, with New Japan having no broadcast in the US, how will Wrestle League work going forward? Oh well, uh, we'll still have the Wrestle League predictions for Japan uh, for New Japan shows because yeah can watch it on New Japan World yeah exactly we'll still, still, we'll still, we'll still have those yeah uh, I'm driving down to Brighton after this show is finished I've got to go down there for New Year's and I 
I'm doing nothing. And I'm kind of jealous Can't of your wait. plans. Can't wait. Um, and we've got some last-minute messages that come in. Quite a few last-minute messages. It feels like the Super Chats oh, are back. Yeah, they really have. And it's the I didn't do a post-show today because oh, no, I didn't think we'd we have that many. Post-show. Uh, anyway, we'll get through these. A Rebels Kingdom says, Jerry Springer has his own judge show. Oh, so it's not like the old Springer shows? It's more I don't like think so, yeah. Judge, was it judge Rinder? Was that something? I don't know. Trends of Brown says, Fun fact, Luke, Jerry Springer has a new show called Judge Jerry. Uh, why Jerry has a show where he's a judge is beyond me. Who can say? America. Yeah. Simi Gamma says, They got me with Liv. Thought it would be Emelina too. It is Emelina too. Really? Right. Um, Daniel Feral Buffalo Column says, Lesnar versus AOP at the Rumble. <laughs> I no because AOP no. would have to lose, and you don't want them to lose right now. Unless they just win and become co WWE champion, or unless it's like that. Was it KO and Sammy? KO and Sammy were going to be co. Yeah, be AJ. Yeah, that, that was it. Was AJ? And then he said it was yeah. Roman. Um, a Rebels Kingdom says if WWE really wants to put over NXT, Keith Lee should win the Rumble instead of Reigns for a huge pop. That would be massive. Be massive. Yeah. That was actually someone's wild prediction in our 2020 prediction mm. show that Keith Lee would win the Rumble but stay in NXT. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be really good. Uh, Harriet Manga Girl says, I just want to wish you all a happy new year and thank you for all the videos you've made this year and all the entertainment you've provided. Well, well thank you so much thank for Thank you watching. very much. You enjoyed all of the extra mostly out of date content that we put over, over the Christmas know, yeah. period. It was dated as soon as we finished recording it. Yeah. Curse you, WWE. Wrestling. Justin Thomas said, uh, who do you think is winning the Dusty Classic? I think it's Imperium, personally. Ooh. Have they announced the lineup, or is it just I they've announced they're I, doing the Dusty Classic? I don't know. <laughs> I know they announced the Dusty Classic, but I haven't seen last I, week's episode of NXT. This, so this I, is the first. I don't I, know. I didn't watch Raw last week or SmackDown. Yeah. I've been on, I've been on my Christmas break. Mm-hmm. So I've not watched any wrestling. Uh, yeah. So I, I didn't yeah. see NXT last week either. Uh, and lastly, Ziggy Gamma says, uh, although Imperium is a very good shout for that. And lastly, mm. Ziggy Gamma, Ziggy Gamma says, laid on this, now have money to say that I wasn't mad at Hell in a Cell because I never thought for a second Bray was winning, won my own prediction league because of it. <laughs> well, congrats well, to you. You're smarter than the rest of us. Yes. Uh, but that is all. Oh, no, oh, no, got oh, one more. Uh, Timothy Jones, uh, Randy name dropped Edge, rated RKO versus the OC. Oh. Well, they did, that. did tease that, uh, well, I said tease, there was a report. I think it was PW Insider that said that Edge mm-hmm. might be in the Rumble, but Edge himself has said no. He said no to, and no. And then some people were like, but that's what he would say. Exactly, it means he's probably in the Rumble then. Yeah. Uh, we've got a uh, WrestleTalk Get Better slash Rusev Hay here mm-hmm. uh, from Jonathan the Headmaster Headman. Read that out on SmackDown. Oh, Headman. I'm sorry. Don't send it to multiple people, I know. John. I know. It's okay. terrible. Because now we've now because you're not on every show. I know. Everyone's just like, well, I'll send it to both of them and one of them will read it. One of them will but get it. But then we it. don't correspond about which ones we've read. Oh, it's because we're very bad at our jobs. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, so instead, I will do this one from Austin. Did he say? No, he just sent it to me. It says, hey, Luke, uh, I have a bit of an out of the ordinary Rusev hey this time I decided with Christmas season being here to message a bunch of wrestlers on Instagram to wish them Merry Christmas not expecting anything back I kind of forgot about it logged into Instagram a few days ago to find a reply it was from Zack Ryder I thought this was awesome and didn't expect anything until the King of Bros himself messaged me back to wish a Merry Christmas now it may seem silly to get excited over a couple of random uh, over a couple of words from some random wrestlers but it really made my Christmas getting a Merry Xmas from uh, the Matt Riddle himself Uh, as always picture it didn't happen so here are screenshots of the messages i'll send you another email if i get any late replies i've also included a picture of me and my family on christmas if you guys had a great one look forward to uh luke and ollie and pete uh return in the coming year uh from austin tussie so yeah there's a uh, zach Ryder just saying you too 
nice. and the king of bros saying merry christmas bro bro very very, very nice good. although yeah. you did not attach the photo of you and your family no you didn't ah, i think actually oh, wait, there's a, no. sorry there's a follow-up email that says uh there it is oh, here we go and there's the picture of him and his family. Oh, that's lovely. Lovely stuff. Massive tree that is. That is a big... Well, that looks like it's in a department store. I was going to say, sorts. I don't think that's at home, is it? No, I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, thank you. I, we had quite a lot of correspondence over the Christmas period, but I, th- I think some of them I've got to save for an episode with Davis on. Makes sense. A uh, lot of feedback on the Christmas podcast. Oh, boy, howdy. I... Has everyone had a big one? <laughs> <laughs> showed my wife that. <laughs> So did I. Show my lady fighter is bonkers. <laughs> on Chris on Boxing Day, I was like, I was like, can I just show you this one thing from the yeah. Christmas special? Yep. And she was, I was crying with laughter yep. rewatching it, and um, and she was like, oh, you're just mean boys. <laughs> she's not that wrong. So funny. In fairness, oh. she's not wrong. I I I've made myself laugh on Christmas Day. Yeah. <laughs> so I was. Because I saw it go, the video went up because... Um, mm-hmm. Oh, also, actually, remind reminds me. You know, I t- told you that I forgot to load it into the podcast feed. Yeah. I think I did, <laughs> but it wasn't in the back end. But when I looked at the pod- my podcast uh, my podcast app on yeah. Christmas Day, there were two episodes, of, really? uh, two versions of it loaded. One of the one was the one I loaded, and one of the one was <laughs> you did. <laughs> what? But for whatever reason, my one, the one I loaded yeah. on the day when we were very, very drunk and had to go to mm. our Christmas party... It isn't showing up in the back end. So I have That's no so idea weird. where it is in cyberspace. <laughs> I don't know if everyone got double version. Yeah. I, uh, so I have no idea. I haven't checked, actually, my podcast feed, so yeah. I, I can't tell you. So apologies if you looked at me like, why have you loaded this twice? Although yeah. you might have gone like, well, it probably makes sense why they loaded it twice. But I messaged, <laughs> I messaged Pete the day after when you were in for mm. the Smart review. I was like, sorry, Pete, I know you got a lot on your plate, mate, and you're hungover, but also I forgot to do this thing. <laughs> Can you please do it for me? Yeah, I've got two as well. Oh, oh what? Geez. Come on, Acast. Yeah. Um, but anyway, what I was going to say, yeah, so I made myself laugh on Christmas Day because I I'd, I'd, you know, saw the video go live and I was just scrolling through the comments totally. and I was just laughing at a lot of people saying like have a big one yep. and I all of a sudden just had a memory of us playing the video like cause we had that big old laugh <laughs> I went to, I said we've got a video from Dan and I just pipes up going like it's not in wanking is it <laughs> I, I almost forgot that happened because I just watched the big one bit and then I kind of just left it on while I was just laughing yeah. about it with my lady partner and then I just heard that comment from Ollie and I started just died laughing again. It was oh. so, so good. It was so silly. So funny. Uh, I, f- I feel like we shouldn't be sitting here just like you know, patting ourselves on the back and be like, oh, look how hilarious we are. But I, I, hey, I, it was a good time. We had a lot of emails in from people who very much enjoyed the, it was a the, big the one Christmas the special. So thank you to all of you who are uh, sending your feedback to the Christmas podcast. Um, mm. I think Trombo, uh, Nate Drop's surname. We'll go out these podcast these emails in more detail. Harrison also got in touch with about it as well. So thank you all so much. It was, um, yeah. Uh, so I, cause I left the party at one point mm. because I had to, well, I mean, I effectively missed my last train. Ooh, um, so I had to get a train to White City and then get a taxi the rest of the way. Oh, lovely. Had 1% battery on my phone. Oh, mate. I just about got into a taxi with. Um, so it's a bit of a, a, bit of a close, close call. call. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, but every now and again, I will hear a song mm-hmm. and I will go, oh, we did this again. We karaoke. did it karaoke. <laughs> And then I just keep thinking, I was like, did I hog the karaoke all night long? You were on it quite a bit. I couldn't put the microphone down. No, you were. I got got into it. And then I felt bad. I was like, oh, no, I was that guy. (laughs) 
I mean, if we're going to talk about people getting into things, did you see me, me doing Lose Yourself? <laughs> you like, me and Ollie spoke about it on the Raw podcast I, I listened to the, your Raw Review podcast. Oh, God, yeah. And your, your little rap song. <coughs> yeah. It's on Spotify. I've not listened it to it is. yet because I, I, I was listening to the podcast yesterday coming into work. Mm. I had, to come, I had to get the bloody train in yesterday from Reading. Oh, oh mate, not fun. Need the Elizabeth line to lo- open up. Yeah, but, yeah right. Yeah. Get on with it. Yeah. The, uh, you know, TFL, whoever Idiots. it is, doing it. Um, sure, yeah. those Americans will understand that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to get the train in from Reading to Paddington and then get mm-hmm. the tube across. And I thought, you know, it wasn't too bad. And then I thought to myself, I've got to do this bloody return journey. Yeah. Oh, mate. Oh, it's not what I wanted to be doing. And I was on Awful. my own yesterday. Oh, mate. I know, it's right? It's worse. I was on my own yesterday. It was crap. Yeah, I know. It was pretty bad when I had to do it on yeah, whenever I, know. We, I did it. I was going to say, you were in like, all the bloody time over the Christmas period. Most days. It wasn't yeah. Christmas Day and Boxing Day. Yeah, I was in. And Sunday. And yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> but I was quite happy, though, when because uh, me and Ollie were talking about it when we were in on Christmas Eve. Um, and we were talking about the schedule and all that. And he was like, do you not have Monday off? And I was like, well, no, because I'm in to do the to do the news. And he said, well, but you're in on Saturday. I was like, well, yeah, but I've got Christmas Day and Boxing Day off. So I assumed, you know, that's covering it. I've got days off. And he was like, yeah, but it doesn't feel right. You're in on Saturday, though. And I was like, yeah, but it's fine. And he was like, Luke's in, right? And I was like, I mean, he's not off. <laughs> he Luke's doing the news. And I was like, okay. <laughs> but to be honest, I figured you weren't going to be in because you... Monday's usually your day off anyway. That's true. So I, I just figured that it would be on my tarts. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, this is, this is just random this chat. This is a random admin chat. This I don't know how random we got admin that. chat. Yeah. Um, so it's the last podcast of 2019. It's it the is. last podcast of this decade. Mm. We are, this is now, we've done two full years of the Wrestle Talk podcast. Oh, wow. Yeah. At the end of 2019, marks. Uh, I think we started it in, in fact, I can tell you because I can get my podcast stats wasn't it a, a wrestlemania wasn't it wrestlemania 33 um review yes let me i could t- i think july is when we actually because we were doing the youtube version that's right but we hadn't yes. turned it into a podcast at that point um especially the podcast as it, as it currently is now so july mm. 2017 was our first uh version of this uh this show uh, oh, the wow. first week of july in fact yeah um so two and a half years so two and a half years going wow. into our big old third year on yeah. the uh, the the Russell Talk podcast, a lot of changes have happened. A lot of faces oh, have come. So many, yeah. Mm, sounds like a Danism. Hey. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but thank you all so much for joining us on this uh, crazy little journey um, where there's been super chats. I've just looked. We've got quite a few super chats in already. Have so we? I oh, uh, hope people uh, enjoy the super chats. But uh, we'll be back. Do you know what? We're going to be back not tomorrow, but the day after. Because yeah, we're we going to be AEW back. the NXT review, basically, come Thursday, Full we're schedule. just back to normal. Yeah. None of this. No more time off. No more extra shows. Back to bloody normal. Yeah. We, uh, yeah we've yeah, got AEW and NXT on Thursday. You're going to be doing SmackDown on Saturday with Randy Andy Datsun. Totally. And then Ollie and I will be back, uh, probably for the Friday show. Yeah. Oh, Smeg. No, we've got Wrestle Kingdom stuff. <laughs> yeah, we do. So, <laughs> Yeah, we do. So we'll have a magazine show on the Friday. Then yes. I think the plan is we're going to do a full Wrestle Kingdom roundup show on Sunday. Oh, really? I think so. Well, that's what's in, currently in the schedule. Is I know because we're doing live reactions. We are well. doing live reactions because Laurie and Simon are doing the reactions to day one. Yes. And then you're doing the SmackDown review. Correct. And then on the Sunday, Ollie and I are doing live reactions to day two of Wrestle Kingdom. Yes. And then I believe we're going to do like a 
Around encompassing review of like here is here is the Wrestle Kingdom 14 review right Got so you. I think that is going to go up as a podcast that sounds about right it's currently on the schedule it depends on how Ollie's feeling when we come in on Sunday that's it may, true yeah. it may not happen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but either way we'll be uh, back with the normal schedule mm. at some point soon yes take care I love you goodbye Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 